episode 442 for November 2016, and if that song sounds familiar, you've probably heard it before. It's from Alt-J is the name of the group, and the song is called Left Hand Free, and it was performed in the Captain America Civil War movie, right when we went to Queens to visit Peter Parker for the first time. And I dig that song, got a nice bluesy sound. If you want to see the full video, I put a link to it on our message board at spidermancrawlspace.com. Head over there, it's at the top of the board, where you uh, can talk back uh, on the uh, episode, what you thought of it. You can also watch this video, because I embed every video there. All right, also, before we get to the episode, I want to ask for your support to help us pay for bandwidth costs to host 441 episodes up on our server. Log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Over on the right-hand side, I've got a new widget where you can uh, drop a few bucks in the PayPal uh, pot. Currently, we're about 12% of our goal. And I want to give a shout-out to the ones that have helped us so far in the past month. We've got Greg, Patrick, Joseph, Chad, Brian, Christopher, Craig, Brian, Alexander, and Daryl. Thank you guys so much for throwing a few bucks in there. It every little bit helps, because the bills add up when you host 400-plus episodes on a server for people to download. All right, gang, on with our reviews. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our review show. We've got, uh, we're going to review ASM 19 and 20, and also Clone Saga, or not Clone, what, what is it, Zach? Clone Conspiracy. Clone Conspiracy number one. It's only the major gonna... event of the year. There, yeah, part, it's, we, we've done it three times. I forget the name already. I'm sorry. Uh, Mike, review ASM 19 for us. Okay, well, the issue was written by Dan Slot, of course. And also illustrated by Giuseppe, Giuseppe Camincoli. Okay, we start off with what amounts to um, the Marvel Universe's equivalent of the of the O'Reilly Factor, in which uh, J. Jonah Jameson is basically doing an infomercial for New You, disguised as an interview, um, where he's basically talking about the science, and then the Jackal and his all of his stubble glory is talking about talking is essentially telling asking Jonah, hey, you know. You know, with new you, you could actually save, you know, what, how's your father doing? You know, you could see with this new technology, you could save, his, save him, kind of just kind of rubbing it in there. Um, meanwhile, in the hospital where Jay J- Jameson is lying in bed and hospitalized and, and they're, he's talking with Aunt May and they're going over all the uh, improvements. They're trying to go with, the con- with their house they're trying to keep folk up spirits. But Peter is not there. That's because he's on his way to the hospital, but he has to stop a burglary in progress. And he acts, and then, and during the robbery, while he does web up the uh, the the robber, he also accidentally webs up the uh, store owner's son. And the store owner gets mad at him. He's uh, you know he says, "Oh, I can't, I can't do any." Spidey says, "I can't do anything about it. The webbing will dissolve an hour. I've got to go." And they call him. Oh, Jameson was right. You're a menace. And so he swings off and 
so Peter arrives at the hospital, and then and there, uh, when he gets there, he's met by Jonah and the doctor from New You. And Jonah's kind of telling Peter, "You've got to convince uh, my Jay to go with the New You procedure." But of course, Peter can't because his spider sense has when when well going back to issue sixteen. Um, his spider sense was going off when he when he did try the operation on one of his employees, and so he doesn't really trust it. So he's thinking we should go with a conventional conventional procedure. Um, Jay James Jay, after having a close call, agrees with with Peter. He says, and that's my final word. Um, and then he tells everybody to leave the room, room except for Peter. And so he tells Peter to go retrieve the Jameson family heirloom. Um, which is, you know, that, you know, so just, just to bring over, and this is something he wanted uh, Jonah to have. And so as Peter goes to get it, Jonah, Jonah's in like the chapel of the hospital and he's talking to Marla Jameson and Marla's trying to, con- uh, or quote unquote Marla, because she's a clone. And she's telling, and she's telling, telling Jonah to go retrieve, to, you know, you, you better try to, you try you better try to convince Peter to go with the with the proceed with the other with the procedure. Peter goes into the, well, he's at the May and, Jay, May and Jay's apartment, gets and he finds a clock there. That's the family Jerry Bisson family heirloom, and he goes swinging out there. But along the way, there is a there is an accident involving a construction crane, and so Spidey has to prevent this thing from falling by securing by securing webbing tries to secure webbing to it but it breaks so then he tries securing webbing to the other side to kind of act as anchor points and so he's kind of doing his his uh, jesus pose in between the crane and the building and it's straining his arms and as he's there he gets a call from aunt may who says that jay is taking the turn for the worse and the doctors need to know what procedure we're going with i i don't know what to do and so he's saying, and so he's basically saying, ain't, well, I can't, he says, um, and he says, I can't, I can't do anything, ain't, I can't say anything because, again, he doesn't want to tell how he knows why he thinks the new you procedure is bad. So Aunt May tells the doctors to go with the conventional procedure. Um, then Peter gets another call again from Jonah saying, you better, you know, you have to convince your aunt, aunt that you know it works, and you. Uh, if this was Uncle Ben, you know, you know this would, you know, you know this was. Um, what would you do in this situation? But again, Peter's not saying anything. And while this is going on, the firefighters they rescue the the, the crane operator, and also Spidey rescues them. But while this is still going on, the clock that he has webbed to his backpack, the webbing dissolves, and falls and crashes on the ground. He goes to retrieve it, and as he's on the way to the hospital, he tries to call Aunt May and Jake and uh, Jonah again to tell, go with the new you procedure. But by the time he gets there, um, he finds out that Jay Jameson has died. And that's how the, that story closes out. And um, I was thinking because of this, of this thing, I had this... Um, oh, I will kind of. Uh, I guess I was going to probably skip this because I, ha- I actually had a letter um, that it was typed out. You know, because I'm sure Dan Slott is listening to this, but I will not. I don't know if you want me to read it. It go a little bit, but you, you wrote a uh, whole letter to Dan Slott. I wrote a letter 
here. Um, and I've just it's it's just pretty. It's I'll try to be, be be pretty short. Okay, but okay. And, Dear and, Mr. And, 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 in hopes that it would be in the then the book. In the letter pages? No, 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 no. This is just something I'm sure because I'm sure Dan Slott is listening to this because this is after, this is a very special issue after all. So, okay, and, and because it it, t- it touched me emotionally, Brad. So I have feel like I have to repeat this. All right, oh God, dear Mister Dan Slott, as you well know, we panelists of the Small Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast, and especially yours truly from WhateverSpiderCan.com have had a vocal difference of opinion nice when plug. it comes to this yeah thank you when it comes to the creative different direction you've taken during your tenure of, on the amazing spider-man because of this my colleagues and i are often accused of being hate quote unquote haters that we are far too negative too blinded by our personal biases to enjoy the fun entertaining comics you have you help create every month and sometimes twice a month and perhaps you and our detractors have a point perhaps we have become so jaded and cynical when it comes to your stories we too often look for the dark and gloomy storm cloud within your prose and fail to see the bright, warm shafts of sunshine piercing their way through. But so bright, so warm, and so intense was that sunlight from Amazing Spider-Man Volume 4, Number 19, I was overcome with a feeling that I can only describe as ex- ecstasy. Which is why, Mr. Slant's, Mr. Slot, I'm taking this opportunity to say thank you. Thank you. For killing off one of the most worthless supporting characters ever created in the history of Spider-Man. <laughs> J, J, J I know where this is going. J. Jonas Jameson Sr. may not have been as dull as Carly Cooper, or as forgettable as Dexter Bennett, nor as much of a Mary Sue as Cindy Moon, and definitely not as insufferable as Alpha. But he certainly exhibited all those traits and more over a short, but still far too long, seven-year existence. Someone had to put the old geezer out the pasture, and who better than the person who married him off to Peter's Aunt May in the first place? For this reason, Amazing Spider-Man Volume Number 19 will not receive the failing grade you may have expected, but instead, but instead, will receive a modest and worthwhile D plus. Thank you, Mr. Slot. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Slot, for making this Grinch's cold, black, and soulless heart. Three times larger. Sincerely, your pal, Spectacular Mike McNulty, a.k.a. Still a Nerd. P.S. Please, please, please don't resurrect Jay Jameson as a clone during the clone conspiracy. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. <laughs> Can I have that framed? Yeah, no doubt. Um, if you would like a copy of that thing, I will make sure I will send it to you. Oh, I love it. <laughs> wow. Let's Real quick, uh, let's recap the, uh, the, the Kingpin story, too. Okay, well, the Kingpin is actually supposedly was taking place. Remember that free comic book day edition? Um, this time you had that, to pay for it. That's true. Yeah, but with, with, it kind of included with Captain America with the Captain America's free comic book day thing that was in there. Well, this is kind of taking place at the same time in which the, basically the Jackal in all of his stubble glory um, is going to see the Kingpin, and he reveals that he's reveals uh, Vanessa. Um, and he's at, and the kingpin's asking, "Well, how is this possible?" And he says, "And I'm going to read this quote here." Um, he says, "He says, he's and the the jackal says, a clone? No, this is something new. Light years ahead of my old work. Call it a reanimation. Oh, spoilers! This is complete bullshit. But we will get into that later. Um, and um, and as and as Vanessa is telling the kingpin, um, we can you know." We can be together again, and so can our son. That's when the kingpin snaps her neck and says, I don't know who that is, but that's my wife is dead, and this is an abomination. And at that cue, the jackal 
brings in the rhino, and the rhino attacks the guards and guards and everything, and he tells the rhino to kill the kingpin. And during all the fracas, um, Spider-Man comes in and attacks the rhino and allowing the kingpin to escape. And the kingpin is basically saying, well, he vows revenge against the jackal, but if he's not up to the task, then Spider-Man can do it for him. So that's how that closes out. So, All right. Oh, all right. I, oh, go ahead. What's what's your um, the grade yeah. for that one is probably maybe a C minus, but okay. or C. So, so you go yeah, from yeah. a D a D plus for the main and a C pl- minus for that. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Let's go around the horn for grades. Uh, Jr. What would you give that for a grade? Oh, I gave the whole thing a D. D. Okay. Uh, George. Same, but I give it a D. Ashley. D plus, but the plus is only for the Kingpin story. Mm. Zach. I gave this a C. Okay. I give it a B minus. I liked it better than everybody, I guess. I don't know why. <laughs> I, well, we're I, just a bunch of... I, I, I don't know why. That's crazy. I didn't... We've I didn't, all lost our, our love of the hobby. I wasn't... <laughs> we've all lost our... <laughs> all right, let's go that through Mike's pros. Okay. There's got to be a pro that's since it's not an F. Well, um, there it. I do like the art here, actually, and I think um, to Kevin Coley's credit, he does make good use of silent panels, especially the last page with the um, the way. And so, the way he's able to kind of structure that and sort of tell, um, you know, those. I mean, you, see, you can see the emotional beats on that one page. I think that. I mean, other. I mean. Granted, it's with uh, Jay Jameson in being the sub, being the person who, in question, why they're grieving over. You know, it's maybe not as effective as it could be, but it's still on its own. You can, you know, it's very. It was just very nicely laid out, and you can kind of see the, you know, see how it how it how it goes, and you can you can understand it. Um, and I think in some ways, I mean, that's pretty much my big pro out of the whole thing is really just the art. So, right. what's some other pros? You guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we what's your what's your pro? My pro? Uh-huh. Uh I, I thought the artwork was good, and um, <clears throat> look, the fact that J. Jonah Jameson died is 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 a plus for me. But <laughs> this kind of felt like a Spider Man, more of a Spider Man story, mm-hmm. which I will talk more about in the next issue we cover. So the art for you. Uh, anybody else? It has some pros. I think it had a good just overall structure. Mm-hmm. It felt really rounded out. Mm-hmm. It didn't just. I didn't feel like there are parts in there that were wasted or whatever. Yeah. The uh, the main the couple of pros that I I guess I, since I rated it the highest I need to list a lot of them. Uh, I like the. It's a classic Spider-Man story and the fact that his personal life is tangled into his superhero life. He's mm-hmm. fighting to get back to his loved ones. They're tied into Spider-Man a little bit. He, he's rescuing people, but he's got to get back to Aunt May, etc. I thought that that's a classic Spider-Man type of story. And, and um, this also had the least amount of, of things that we've hated about this volume. Exactly. Which is- it's, mm-hmm. it, it has very little I'm a rich dude in it. It I'm has a more bag. Exactly. And also J. J. Jonah Jameson Jr. crying is not something you see very often. And I mm-hmm. and I, I like that aspect. And I love I love to hate Jonah. 
But uh, I, I like that. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about JR's or JJR. <laughs> JJR's J. Joe and Jameson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of fits. Um, but I kind of wish we would have gotten a lot more character development between Jonah and Jonah Sr. Mm-hmm. Because it would have made this far more impactful. If you remember, I would the, most agree. Char- the most character development between the two happened completely and utterly off-panel by Dan Slott during the uh, several months that were missing during that Fantastic Four story. Oh, yeah. Mm. It was like, um, I'm going to use this plot device to correct all these all these screw-ups from Brand New Day, so that's what I'm going to yeah. do. And uh, mixing the Kingpin story, which I loved him snapping her neck. That's just mm-hmm. totally badass from the Kingpin, which is something yeah, well, I think he would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kingpin... And I don't remember a Kingpin-Rhino fight ever, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was, yeah. Every time I think of Kingpin and the Rhino, I think of the 90s show. Oh. <laughs> uh, was there but, one in the 90s show? I, no, there wasn't a fight. It was just a King uh, uh, Kingpin used him as one of his cronies. Oh, I see. Any pros at a George and JR? We heard from Ashley. Not a goddamn one. No, not one. George, anything out of you? Jay's dead. I mean, that's positive. <laughs> Man. All right, let's hit the let's hit the negative. JR, you hated this one. Oh, I hated it. I mean, honestly, yeah. honestly god, this was this was everything I've come to hate about some of these writers who keep going to the damn well with uh with the spy with Spider-Man and the bad luck shit, you know. I mean, you know when J- when Jay Senior calls him in, oh, I want you to do something, Peter. You know, I said, oh, I see where this is going. Peter's going to f it up, you know. And then it's amazing how he has all this really funky webbing that can do all this other funky, all this funky <laughs> shit. And yet here we are at a cliched thing where he has to hold the everything together because mm-hmm. he, no, it's stupid. And what is it with Aunt May looking like one of those um, medical? exhibits where the skin is ripped off a person and there's just the muscles i mean she <laughs> looks horrible particularly on on what page let's see here uh, i'm oh, not sure her, what page she's saying save lady. my husband or something like yeah, that someone yeah someone help my husband doctor with her oh my they can literally cut glass that's like that's, <laughs> that's almost eric larson senator ward storyline bad aunt may that's awful yeah that awful. that is um <laughs> Giuseppe Camincoli has done a lot of things very well. Yeah. But Aunt May has hey, looked like not- the Crypt Keeper this entire run. Oh yeah. 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 And, and and then he's gonna let he's gonna let May think he's a douchebag again. I mean, I'm really, really, really sick of this. I'm really mm-hmm. sick of this. You know, it's like <sighs> I'm sorry. This is not something. This is uh, no. This is not something you keep from your mother at this point in your life. Grow the hell up, boy. Gr- grow some fucking balls. You know. Ooh. No, it really. It's stupid. It, it mm-hmm. is. It has be. It has gone beyond stupid. You mm-hmm. know. It, Peter is a coward for not telling her he's Spider Man. Oh, he I had, agree. He is this an utter is... coward, and to continue to write him this way is irresponsible. He's a grown man. He should grow up, and I mean, and, and really, he, any and in, in real life, he would. But in this, you know, in this, you know, he's just a man child, and, and Spider Man is all about youth, and you know, you keep these kind of thing. You know, when you're a responsible adult, oh, you keep these kinds of things from the people you love. Stupid, just stupid. The Kingpin story, I don't like either, because here we are once again. You know, really. 
you know, my, 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 uh, feelings about the Jackal will go up and down, unfortunately, mostly down because he's written so stupidly, but really this should be another one of, of the, of villains. That's just almost extremely personal to Spider-Man, you know, miles Warren, someone he thought was a, a, a you know, a friend and a confidant. You know, it turns out to, you know, be one of his greatest enemies. But no, now we're going to bring the Kingpin in, you know, and the Kingpin's going to have something against Miles Warren as well. You know, it, it reminds me of, um, you know, the, 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 the shit fest that even Spidey dude won't defend maximum clonage. You know, <laughs> where here we, ha- here we have one of the most intensely personal and important stories of Spider-Man's life, the after effect of him finding out, quote unquote, he's not the real Spider-Man. So what do we do? We have a six part story loaded with guest stars, you know, you know, let's just yeah. emphasize the personal nature. And like I said, you know, the Jackal, it, it should, there shouldn't be any more other, unless you want to, I mean, Octopus is different. I mean, bringing Doc Ock in is different. The Kingpin, you know, having something against Miles Warren. No, no. Kingpin does not belong in this story. And- so, you know, this, this, the only reason I didn't give it an F was because it lacked one of those personally offensive things for me. But, mm. uh, otherwise this, this, this pretty well is the bottom of the barrel for me. Well, and here, here's my, here was my biggest issue thing, aside from the fact that you, we kind of all, I think Brad, I think you probably agree that we kind of, we're kind of counting the clock for uh, Jay Jameson to die. I mean, basically, I mean, the moment he, he and Aunt May bumped uglies, we pretty much knew yeah. the guy, we pretty much knew he was dead. Thank you for That's- reminding us. <laughs> Move. That was a dick move. <laughs> yes, I say that because it was a dick move one. Wade that wrote that, and it was more. And it was a dick move in more ways than one. But you know, oh but, my <laughs> god! <laughs> but um, but yeah, but it's, but yeah, we were kind of knew that this guy, he was just going to die. I mean, it was just only a matter of time because he took more away from um, Aunt May's purpose in Spider-Man than had it be but as opposed to if he died then there's actually more story opportunity actually but what really set me off is the okay when they're arguing about okay whether or not they should go with the conventional procedure or the new you procedure and there's a panel it explicitly says where he says where jake says i agree with peter and it's my decision so that's final and he's right that should be the end of this. That's the end of the discussion. That's where the drama lies. And I think even when we get to the with cloak conspiracy number one, that's what Jameson blames Peter for 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 convincing Jay for convincing Jay to go with the conventional procedure. It was but not no. done well on this issue. No, no, it, it keeps going because they keep having. Oh, we have to change Peter's mind. We have to change Peter's mind. You have to convince Aunt May to go. No, he doesn't. Peter is first of all. Peter is not even next of kin. He's not a blood relative. He's not a he's not a medical doctor. Heck, he's not even a real doctor because he didn't actually earn the degree. Um, so there's no reason for them. I mean, they're just saying, oh, because he's a genius, he knows everything. No, it's he. Jay had the final say. A so it's not like the doctors can go against his wishes all of a sudden just because Peter said something or because Aunt May said something or, you know, at the, but no, we have to keep milking this dra- this phony drama for all it's worth because the script calls for it has to be somehow Peter's fault. And that was just, and so it just, he over just tried to make it, you know, tried to make it more dramatic than it was than necessary. It just came off as completely forced, completely phony. And that whole, you know, and again, we don't really care about Jay Jameson because he was so underdeveloped in the first place. I mean, well, yeah. The, what was the only things we really knew about the guy? Oh, he was Jay. He was Jonas Jed, and oh, he he 
went AWOL from Korea or something to go visit his dying wife or something. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. And, and I guess he was... He abandoned his son. He abandoned his son. And then he basically... I mean, but everything about him was like, oh, he's like this saintly guy who was independently wealthy and all this other great stuff about him. And, and, and somehow he rocked Aunt May's world, even though they're like pushing... 100 years old or something but it's just so i mean but there's and there's stuff about i mean so the emotional impact was completely lost i mean because there was no because we didn't really get to know jay as a person as a as a character in the same way the characters themselves did if that makes sense but cool uh yeah. george any cons that we haven't mentioned no i think everybody's covered it pretty much i mean it got you Anything else, cons, before we uh, go around the web for this issue? Just one more, adding on to how contrived this whole thing was. The only thing that seemed like it could have been decent in the whole story with the clock, I hate it when people do this, is brought up only to further guilt Peter. We haven't, there was no mention of some family heirloom or clock or, you know, whatever the heck. And at any point, in the past however many issues, it's just brought up solely for this purpose to uh, give Peter this mission to further guilt him and give him a, an authority that's not really his. Because it's it's symbolism of Jay's passing through the through this moral <clears throat> coil. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's pretty much but what it, I mean. Literally it's trying just, to create um, imagery for no reason. Yeah. A yeah. device pulled from the ether. To make it feel sad, just to, to, to tell us to feel bad mm-hmm. instead of actually trying to write in a way that elicits those emotions. Mm. It's just, it's terrible writing. Mm-hmm. It's flat, it's contrived, and it's funny. All right, we'll, uh, <clears throat> we'll go around the web and uh, show the grades. We'll go to our, our website first. Uh, our reviewers were more with me. Uh, Mark uh, gave this That's because you paid him. Uh, I did. I did. No, we don't like them either. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> Mark gave this one an A. It's He says his highest grade yet. Peter Parker gets the treatment that Prowler, Kingpin, and Spock have gotten lately. Will it last? I'm not thinking about it too much. I'm just going to enjoy it while it lasts. That was his final grade. And we have Neil's uh, grade on our uh, site, SpidermanCrawlspace.com. He gives it a B. Uh, the story is okay, doesn't really add anything, but I didn't find it distinctly bad in any sense. It just exists. I think the appropriate word is harmless. It's a bit hard to understand what's going on without reading the free comic book day issue, but it doesn't hamper the enjoyment factor. Uh, CBR hasn't, it looks like they've stopped reviewing Marvel comics. It's because they become a clickbait site. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, a lot of times those places yeah. were giving something back to, I, I don't know... If they were paying every reviewer they had, I think some of them might have been yeah. like at least something nominally. But I doubt they're doing that now. They're, they're they, purely clickbait. They're, yeah, they, yeah, they have it. A, is, it is sad. They're what? they're purely clickbait or just <clears throat> you know running a new Marvel ad like it's an interview or something like that. That's and, all they do. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to read I on mean, your phone too or your tablet with the pop up ads. My gosh. Oh yeah, I, just, I don't <clears> even <throat> bother with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, CBR IG- is a shell of itself now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 19 on IGN. They give it a 9.0 out of 10. Oh, God. 
Uh, what, Brad? Not nine. That's nay. Which is which is the same site that was uh, that ran the article this week about uh, how none of this feels like Spider-Man anymore. Which is well. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Same site. I mean, if you're a second site. grade teacher grading a child's essay, sure, but yeah. Uh, IGN <laughs> says, "Quote: This is an emotionally hard-hitting issue that adds a great deal of weight to what's come, oh. what's to come. That goes for Spider-Man and other key players in the conflict." Uh, oh. Let's see. You can't escape the Parker luck that easily, is what Jesse writes. Let's see. Uh, we'll go over Superior Spider Talk. They gave it also a 9 out of 10. Ugh. They, uh, what's their final? The best issues of Amazing are typically the simplest, and this issue is no different. Peter is given a difficult moral choice with no correct answer, and to make this all the more delicious, the results of this decision are come. Uh, complicated by both Peter Parker and Spider-Man personas, which is kind of what I said. How mm-hmm. yes. the, it's it's split, and that's what that some of my true. favorites. That yeah. is true. Uh, I'm looking at comicbookroundup.com, uh, and, and Comicverse gave it an 8.2. Weird Science, I guess, gave it a 9.0. Weird Science? Uh, a- I- AIPT, they gave it a, a 10 out of 10. Let me click on that. Wow. <clears throat> Why did they love this thing? Oh, my. Wow. Let's see. Let me scroll down uh, here. These reviews remember, are always more painful. Does anybody, does anybody else remember what I gave Clone Conspiracy 1 on the front page? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forget. I don't remember. He will tell us. Okay. I will, okay. I will, I will, I will remind uh, you. Is it, is it good? There are so many elements that make Spider-Man great and Amazing Spider-Man 19 that it's not hard not to gush. This was the most uh. Spider-Man-filled issue we've seen in some time. The good. It's got gorgeous art. With tense dialogue and action scenes, quite a memorable heroic moment for Spider-Man. It also has the storyline progresses and Parker luck sets in. Also, the bad. Not sure what when the backup is taking place. Okay, that is the around the web. All right, let's go to Clone Conspiracy number one by our clone expert Zach. Go ahead. To quote The Rock, finally! <laughs> um, all right, Clone Conspiracy number one of five. The main story credits are... Uh, the main story is called The Land of the Living, Dead No More Part 1. Written by Dan Slott, Jim Chung did the artwork with John Dell doing the inks. Colors were by Justin Ponsor. The backup story credits are The Night I Died, written by Dan Slott. Art by our pal Ron Friends. Inks by John Dell, which made me sad that it wasn't uh, Buscema. Uh, colors by e- Edgar Delgato. And then uh, there was a special thanks to Jerry Conway, Gil Kane, John Romita Sr., and Tony Mortolato, otherwise known as the Creative Team for ASM Volume 1, 121. Uh, Delgato uh, did the main cover. Jim Chung, Mark Bagley, and Alexander Alonzo did the... Uh, uh, variant group covers, and uh, of course, all right. So, Spider-Man created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. All right. Um, so, <coughs> last issue, J. Jones Jameson Senior was dying of unknowns disease. Mm-hmm. Now, there is absolutely no <laughs> cure for unknowns disease, um, as we <laughs> as we have shown up. So, anybody unknowns. that uh, yes, because we're never actually implicitly told what the disease is. So, I've now referred to it as unknowns disease. Uh, it's not clone degeneration, I don't think. Anyway, uh, our story picks up days later at the funeral of J. Jonah Jameson Sr. He's beloved by all who knew him, even Jonah, who at one time wanted nothing to do with his dad, but became close during Peter's jaunt with the Fantastic Four that glossed over a bunch of character development for plot reasons. We even have uh, 
uh, Jameson's son, his grandson there, and uh, yep. the Man Wolf. Did they ever have a scene together? One. No. One. Yeah, once. <laughs> Where? Um, I think it was probably it was like it was after it was like during the, like an, an engagement dinner. Oh my! Yes, I don't remember it was, it was ever. It was together. annual thirty six, which was appearance of Raptor, which was the first mentioning wow. of Riley. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that was by Mark Guggenheim. Uh, Aunt May's there, of course, right next to right next to Peter. John Jameson, as as Brad alluded to, is there. Robbie and uh, Randy are there. Jonah, MJ, and of course, Peter are all staring, standing near the front. Simple great side service that ends. Peter is swirling and floating heads of guilt with people like <laughs> with like Ezekiel, Uncle Ben, George Stacy, Gwen, Ned Leeds, complete with hobgoblin gear, Marla, Silver Sable, and a couple that I have no idea who they are, but I assume they mean something. They're Richard and Mary Parker. Oh, that, that because they're. Uh, oh, yeah. those two. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's the one with glasses over there by his ear? Next I to was thinking. Stacey. I was thinking Nathan Lebunsky. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I see George. Is that is that Marla next to the Hobgoblin? I mean yeah. Ned. I'm surprised she didn't have uh, Spider Slayer parts in her hand. Wow. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I thought I thought Silver Sable had gotten better already. No, well, she's still she's still considered dead. I Peter. Well, there's not been a body. There's no body. Go ahead. Peter consoles Aunt May, and May laments how she will miss him so. <sighs> Jonah then angrily yells at Peter that this is on his head. He could have saved his father, but didn't. Aunt May, of course, tries to calm John- Jameson down, and John steps in to uh, get JJJ away from Peter. It's not, of course, the right time. MJ, in what may be the best panel and scene that Slot has written for in a long time, <laughs> tells Peter that she will look after May. Of course, I'll discuss that later. Peter is left to himself, and Anna Maria Marconi, the favorite Slot creation, is there to play the role of what MJ used to do back when she was married to him. Exposition. No shit, no shit boy. I. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Exposition about what happened. After Peter's recap, they travel to Edmond, Edmond, Oklahoma, where they find out that Jerry has went missing and is suffering from cellular degeneration, or better yet, clone degeneration? We then cut to the San Francisco headquarters of New U, where Peter breaks into the building using some new tech. And while he's doing that, Anna is back at his old stomping grounds at Horizon University, formerly known as Horizon Labs, before he, before Otto Smithers blew up to smithereens during the 2099 story. Uh, that comes up later, by the way. Uh, where uh, Peterson reveals that he snagged Jerry with a tracer and is tracking him. She knew of the tracers, but I don't know if or remember if Ock mentioned them or not. I don't remember. So the signal is cut out, and Peter is left to, do, to uh, discover a bundle of nerves and eyes. When of all people, of all people, who could it possibly be that walks in? Miles Warren. This, dun, of dun, course, dun. this sets Peter off, as it should. And then Miles <laughs> lets the quote-unquote big guns. The brand new, all new, all different Electra. Or Electro. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Electra works better, but that's taken. Yes. And, and Rhino, who attacks Spidey. Rhino, of course, explains... That, that he has his wife again, and while Peter tries to convince him that she's not real, New Electro reveals that she's a new model, and that enables Peter to defeat her by the old methods. Peter then att- attempts to locate Miles when Gwen Stacy, alive and in the flesh for the third time, stops him in his tracks. There's no spider sense, but it warns him of 
Dr. Otto Octavius, back in the flesh, reborn again for the third time. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, he died in the 90s. Every 20 years he dies. That is how our issue ends on this particular part. Yeah, take take us through the uh, the friends part too. So the Ron Friends story is uh, uh, is a retelling, or you could say uh, enhanced telling, of yeah. the story of what happened the night Gwen Stacy died. It opens with Norman taking her hostage and told entirely from the perspective of Gwen. Of course, in the original story, it is implied that Gwen was knocked out at the very least when she was at the top of the bridge. But no, 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 it's Dan Slott, so he must change history. She learns that Peter is Spider-Man and reacts the way you would expect Gwen to act, by crying about it. Her thoughts <laughs> race her, and Peter tries to save her. Of course, we all know what happened there. She dies, being surrounded by her own floating heads of guilt. Snap! What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap, indeed. But, of course, she is reanimated. And brought back to the present day, she meets Anuba's jackal, and he fills her in on what's going on. But Gwen's unsure, but she's reassured when re- she is reintroduced to George Stacy without his pipe this time, because joke, <laughs> joke Casada. He convinced, <clears throat> yes, he is real, and yes, she better take the damn pill, because we know what her last time happened when she didn't take the damn pill. <laughs> she, she, no <laughs> doubt, nice. In the story, which oh we my God. mentioned, <laughs> that's, that's uh, nice. Uh, that's funny. All right, uh-huh. Mister Clone Saga, Mister Mister Clone, the biggest clone fan I know. What will you give the grade for this one? You know, I'm good. Just an A plus. An uh, A plus. I woo. I gave that on the front page, and I know that there's some people that are have blood shooting out of their eyes right now, or their ears, one or the other. And I know that I have been incredibly hard on this, on this particular uh, writer. Because it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> viewing it from the prism of the, if this is a first issue. You viewed it in prison? Viewing, viewing it from the prism of, oh, I got clones. I'm viewing it from the prism of if this is going to people in, and this is the first time people have read Spider-Man in a while after they probably dropped it after issue one, which I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, this to me did everything a first issue of a miniseries needed to do. And I get that there's going to be some people that are going to rage online that uh, slot broke, uh, as I put, slot broke continuity bro code. Um, but let's face it, the story has been told, and we've seen it altered in the past. And yeah. uh, the first, one of the major times was ASM 500, which we referenced, uh, which is something that we've referenced in the past. And remember, she was awake during that one glimpse on the on the, on the bridge. Um, this has been retold so many times that I'm I'm not opposed to it. It was very well done by the artwork throughout is fantastic and i think that's what also elevates this to an a plus uh the co- the writing itself may be a b but the, the artwork was just absolutely stunning uh, on both parts yeah yes yeah i agree uh, i would have preferred the inks on the, sec- <clears throat> on the second half to be done by ron friends but 
I I'm okay with with uh, with Nell's inks. Uh, I felt like the reaction to the Jackal was was or Miles Warren specifically was very much in character. The only thing I wish we would have gotten is Anubis Jackal and Peter interacting for the first time. But mm. um, I'll digress on that point. Right. All right, let's go around the horn for grades. Jr. I gave it a C minus. Okay, <laughs> George. D. Everybody. Oh, Ashley. C. Mike. Well, the average both stories out. It's a C plus. I'll I like give the it second. A... I like the second one better than the other than the first, but I mean, okay. we'll go into that. I give it a B. No longer my phone. <laughs> I, I, I give it a B. Uh, Zach, take me through your pros. Uh, obviously, I, I mentioned the artwork. Um, I think, you know, I, I mentioned it during my research, <coughs> but one of the things that was really lost in the the, the dissolving of the marriage is, is and JR has brought this point up a, quite a bit, I think, is having that sounding board mm-hmm. to uh, give a bit of exposition. And I felt like that was used very effectively here. And I know that you guys are going to say, well, why did you say the best scene with Mary Jane? Because Mary Jane understands that Peter Parker needs some time in his space. And there is a time for her to come and come and, and come <coughs> him. And there's a time to give him a space. And she understands Peter. Would I have preferred the scene with Anna Maria to be with the scene, a scene with Mary Jane in her place? Absolutely. But I felt like, at least with Anna Maria, it moved this, pro- helped progress. Okay. Any other pros that you liked? Uh, um. Oh, you still do? Well, I can, anyone can jump in? Sure. sure okay. Yeah. Unless, Zach, um, you got a lot more that you want to get out there before we open it up. Um... I'll, I'll let everybody go around the horn. We can come back to me. Okay, that's fine. Okay, go ahead. I was uh, yeah. I would say the art in both uh, stories were actually really good. I mean, that's kind of yeah. the real highlight of the um, of the of the whole th- of of the whole thing. Um, I actually thought in this issue to give to basically give the first story credit. Uh, Peter was actually acting like Peter uh-huh. in this story that he was actually doing that he was actually behaving in ways that were befitting to who he was. And yeah, there, I know there was that whole thing where he's thinking, oh, it's all my fault but about Jay Jameson. But in a way, it kind of makes sense why he would blame himself in this sense. And also that he is essentially in this issue, he's by looking into what happened to his employee who took the new U treatment, he's trying to vindicate – essentially it's, it's implied he's trying to vindicate himself of his own guilt to try to say that I wasn't wrong to refuse the new you treatment essentially. Cause I, you know, to try it and, and so I did like that, that it's actually born out of the character action. And I actually didn't mind the Gwen Stacy, um, addendum or whatever it is in the last, in the, in the, uh, in the second story. I know some people took issue with the idea of her being conscious while she was, while she was alive and then figuring out Peter Parker, Peter Parker was Spider-Man and getting angry. But if you think about it in context, she kind of would be because he's been, because he was, you know, because Peter, let's face it, was kind of a pretty terrible boyfriend to her in that, in that regard by not telling her who he was. And so her finding out after the fact, and also in the con, in the, <coughs> she, <coughs> she hated Spider-Man. What the hell? 
Yeah, exactly. And so, I yeah. mean, so it, to me, that part, that part of that story made complete sense sense to me. So I think, and yeah, she would have, she would be pretty heartbroken and angry at, you mm-hmm. know, and the fact that it's in, actually in her final Moore's moments makes that tragedy all, makes it all the more tragic and what have you. So I thought those elements were, were, I thought that was <clears throat> fine. So, yeah. Well, how I kind of put it in my review was for the first time in, in, Three years, I feel like I'm reading an old friend, and the fact is, Peter's been be, has been completely reactive to the plot, mm-hmm. and for, for the first time, it feels like he's driving the plot. He's the exactly, star. exactly. And he's actually it's he's doing he's doing things. He's propelling the story by basically okay. I like probably some with some help from Anna Maria says okay. I'm going to finally look into what knew you, and I'm and and he's doing an act taking an active role in seeing what they're actually up to. Granted, yes, he probably should have figured out. That was involved. Maybe the jackal was connected somehow, but again, it's coming from a char- it's a character-driven standpoint in that re- in that regard. So, and the use of the supporting cast is is how it should be. This is Spider-Man's mm-hmm. supporting cast. This isn't a bunch of bullshit uh, Doctor Twocky uh, yeah. type characters that that randomly show up, you know, just to to serve the purpose of the plot. These are the characters that you know and love. There's a familiarity. Well, I, well, well love. <laughs> well, I mean, they're characters who should I actually you, I, be at the I, infernal in a sense, because it's, you know, because it's Jonah's dad. I mean, and Miles so, Warren's in here, for crying out loud. I mean, that's... <laughs> well, a Miles Warren. We don't know exactly if the jackal, if this particular jackal is the Miles Warren. A Miles And every, Warren. you know, everybody <laughs> behaves in character in this issue. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I mean, agree. and that's the sad that we have to have to sit there and highlight that as a pro. <laughs> but but from what we've gotten for the last three years, at least, and more mm-hmm. like the past eight years, we haven't gotten in, everybody in character in the in, a, in one issue at the same time. It's mm-hmm. not even an Amazing Spider-Man. It's taking place. I know. That's the ridiculousness. That is yeah. the one ridiculousness part about it. I get yeah. why they did it. But it is pretty ridiculous. It's not. Yeah. Uh, any other pros? Anybody else want to jump in on pros? Well, we saw Mary Jane for twenty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but she's an Iron Man character, isn't she? She's not really a Spider-Man character. <laughs> well, not anymore. Right. Well, she's there for Peter to dump Aunt May off on. <laughs> I think I think it is interesting that I, I, if if you got to go back to the well, I mean, wh- what do we? 40 years since Gwen died? You don't have to go back to the well. I know you don't have to go back to the Sometimes there's a reason that wells become cats because they're poisoned and toxic. George, why are we we associating with these people? Uh, They're out of of their effing minds complimenting this story. Oh, okay. If we don't have any more... Don't worry. I have my complaints. Okay, let's let's get to the cons. Let's get to the cons. JR, tear it up. Go ahead. Oh well, I don't. You mean the the store issue called the cliche conspiracy number one? <laughs> oh, yeah, hit it, Jesus effing Christ! You know, <laughs> uh, you wow. know, like I said, yep. you know, floating heads of guilt stuff. You know, you know, oh look at all these people who die because of me. It's like, man, why the hell is Ezekiel there? I, you know, I mean, what is this stuff? You know, yeah, that was uh, laughable. Yeah, no, oh, exactly. I mean, and, those and are all the people. That, those are all the people. By the way, are probably going to be brought back by the jackal. And, just... and since was Ned? <laughs> since since when was Ned Leeds dead? Uh, death his fault. He had nothing to do with Ned Leeds. <laughs> yeah, Ned Leeds was a dick. You know, 
and blamed like, his wife. Peter's always felt guilt, but Peter always felt guilty about Ned. Come on, when you're when you're that level of dick that Ned was, your kids <laughs> are somebody. Somebody's going to kill you with. You know, and then Jonah gets in Peter's face. It's all your fault. Blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> some, one of the, you know, Jonah's, uh, you know, if I were Peter, I would have punched the old bastard in the face, you know, and the art is terrible. What, what does Peter what? look like? Are what you kidding Peter? me? Really? You, know what? you are going to go no, do no favors by imitating some of these local commercials here in northeastern Ohio. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what what does is, what is, what is Peter look like when he's with Anna Maria? I mean, he's got like a doughboy face or something like that. I don't I don't recognize wow. this Peter Parker. I mean, it's like or yeah, it's like I, it was all because I had a spider related feeling. I couldn't tell anyone that. And now I can't live with myself. That particular panel is like that doesn't look a thing like any Peter Parker I've ever seen. Oh boy, you know, and and, and wow. what what else here? What else here? Um, <laughs> Well, well, one, I'm just really tired of the um, the whole uh, Anubis jackal that's got the, you know, we've been making a big point of the fact that Peter's not been shaving, you know, and then Anubis mm-hmm. jackal doesn't shave either, you know, so I don't think, you know, there, there's something there, obviously. It's um, Ben Riley, guys. <sighs> oh, I was going to say it was actually Kane, but, because remember, we have a Kane story coming up. I, I really think it's Ben Riley. That's how he can, that's how he well, can, that's it's how evil... Kane comes on to, onto the side of the of Well, the it's an evil. It's a... I mean, how is it Ben Riley? Ben Riley is powdered sugar. And Kane's a big giant dead spider, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's no, alive. He, he's alive. <laughs> I thought he was a big giant dead spider. No, he, 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 yeah. he, he punched his way out, and there's one panel. In there's one spider. panel where the hand's coming out. He Superboy yes. punched his way out, and he got better? <laughs> that's 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 because he's <clears> sick, yep. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, it, it, it's it's no. This is just my my question. When I read the story, I'm like, <sighs> what does Jr. think of Gwen Stacy being conscious and learning the identity? What do you think of that idea? You know, it, it, there's so many variations of this story been done. I, you know, it's like this is this is just another one at this point in time. I mean, the story is is almost 50 years old these days. Yeah. You know. Um, I don't mind Gwen being. Co- I mean, actually, this makes somewhat somewhat makes sense. It makes know. her active in her own death story. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like that that she would be conscious, but not, you know, I uh, able to respond. I mean, that that sounds like that that sounds like that's something uh, uh, would that would happen as a result of uh, one of Norman's potions. You know, that she would. Uh, you know, he wouldn't let her. He wouldn't necessarily knock her out, but he would want it. He wouldn't want her to be able to interfere with him. So it doesn't bother me that she's conscious. Okay. The part uh, where uh, she's falling and she's like, what did I do? I'm a kind person. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I did. I was like one of those. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure my neighbors heard and thought I was in here like a serial killer. So I'm like, oh, explain, <laughs> but, explain wait, why not? you don't think why you don't because think she's when, a nice person. Because Stacy was always a bipolar psycho. Oh, yeah, especially in the Ditko issues. Oh, no, dude, she was yeah. – yeah, you go back and reread the Ditko issues. She I was did. A, I mean, she was a bitch. She mm-hmm. she was mean to Peter, and then but, Ramita got a hold of her, and, and she flipped. But then even in the later years up to her death, yeah. I mean, Mike, she was such a drama queen psychopath. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Well, she was pregnant with Goblin Twins. Oh, my God. <laughs> what did I do? I'm a kind person. Dance lot, stop. <laughs> I, I, I get it that this is the way you wrote your fan fiction years ago, and it's playing out now. <laughs> no. No. Gwen Stacy was not a nice person. Gwen Stacy was highly flawed. Gwen Stacy. 
when oh god and it's funny because like it was weird for me because i used to have an image of gwen and i think it was based off of just how people have put the character on a pedestal yes mm-hmm. yep for so long and then i just got used to that as the new norm and then when you at, but when you actually go back and read those yep. stories gwen Agreed. was a harpy the, uh, she's been dead more than she had issues. And I, I, longer, I, looked at, you know? I, I looked at Peter back in those issues, and I'm like, why have you not dumped her? <laughs> yes. Yeah. How yep. have you not shown her to the curb? She is batshit crazy. <laughs> why would you even considering marry the, marrying this person? Yeah. It'd be mm. like marrying Sybil. <laughs> Sally feels with, with the multiple yeah. personalities. Well, that which brings it back to Spider-Man too. Yeah. Which one are you waking up next to in the morning? You know, who was more batshit crazy, Gwen Stacy or Deb Whitman? Gwen Stacy. You, you forgot Betty Brant. Oh, Betty Brant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Betty. Betty. That's the thing, though. Gwen. Gwen was consistently either early on she was a bitch, then she went into having periods of being sweet. She yeah. would turn on the dop- on the drop of a dime and go from mm-hmm. sweet to bitch. Oh yeah. I mean sometimes in the same scene. The I'm Ditko saying the, the, the word bitch a whole lot, but I'm sorry, in this case it's appropriate. The the Ditko Gwen was just mean. Mm-hmm. When Romina got a hold of her, she was she was uh, She more... was daddy's little girl. Exactly. <laughs> and then <laughs> Stacy was the best thing you could have ever done to Peter Parker. I agree. <laughs> and and but when uh her dad died, then she flipped back to mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, oh, by the way, and now the thing, one of the big con I have with this whole thing, and maybe this is this is speaking more towards how this story was basically being pitched by you know when, with all the marketing and everything, because they kept uh, when, back when we everyone found out that this was actually Clone Saga Three: The Revenge of Terry Cavanaugh. Um, <laughs> oh God. Um, that that they tried to play this up as saying that oh no no the jackal has discovered this new science he's moved beyond cloning and we couldn't consider these these clones um, clones that they were reanimations well do we find out exactly why they're considered quote unquote reanimations it's because instead of sampling the DNA from their blood samples while people are alive he's sampling the DNA from their remains in other words. They're still clones. They're clones. That's exactly. Yeah. We we were saying that <laughs> last time. I was like, you're saying, well, no, you're not a clone because I'm saying you're not, and that's what makes it true. But that's not how science works, jackass. Exactly. Yeah, it's that, that, so, I, Gwen, so Gwen yeah. Stacy. They're trying to say that oh, this is a real Gwen Stacy. No, she's not. She's a clone. Captain Stacy. She's a clone. Marla Jameson. She's a clone. Yeah. Doctor Octopus. Well, technically, technically, he's actually a. Who the hell knows girl, what, what <laughs> Doctor Octopus is? Yeah, he's a copy of a copy of a copy within a copy at this point. Oh my yeah. god, uh, we're so far. <laughs> <laughs> on some of this stuff, it's like, dude, what? Yeah. And, and 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 by the way, sorry, George, but this also means that Hobie Brown is a clone too. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> whoa, 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 hang on here. Here's the thing. Here's the thing on Hobie. No, not according no, to no, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Number one, f yourself. Number two, <laughs> let me finish. Number three, you're a goddamn monster. No. <laughs> well, here's good. the thing. We, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> We saw Hobie. We don't really even officially know that Hobie died. Oh, stop! Stop! You go back and look at it. We're listening to him, and and his thoughts are fading away, or whatever. Everything goes to black, and then he wakes up inside one of those cylinders. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, I'm like, wait a minute now. What if they just like regrew his organs or whatever? If, if if that's the case, if you have like replacement organs inside you, because he wasn't a charcoal briquette for crying out loud. There was a body there. He wasn't like Electro after Francine got a hold of him. Well, George, though, we do see when the next issue, which we're going to talk about how this uh, quote unquote reanimation process works. Oh, well, great. see, that's the thing. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know that the whole process that he went through was the same as what the others did. I don't know. That's it's... what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not – don't get me wrong. I mean, if I'm wrong, I, I'm not going to – you know, it's not going to break my worldview or anything. I'm just saying it, it, in well, his case, it's a little different. I mean, it, it's like they had the fresh body right there. Yeah, but as it know. stands now, the jackal is doing the same old thing he's done for the past 40 years, but he's just calling it something different. Well, this is the thing, though. That's what I'm saying. I don't know that yeah. the same thing was done to Hobie. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I think that me, maybe something different. To me, by by them saying, "Well, this is different," they should have just been honest and said, "Look, I've taken, I've evolved my own cloning experiments to include reanimation," and people, I think, wouldn't have. I don't. I don't think I. We would have griped about that as much as say, them trying to portray this as something all new, all different. Yeah, but it, that's the thing. It's not even reanimation by definition. What he's just doing, he's just growing um, he's just growing clones, basically, because he says, it's, it, all, the only real difference is what he's doing here is, he's, is who he's cloning, um, when he's extracting the DNA, and how much these clones remember. Because that, and that's pretty much it. Otherwise, it, they're still clones. Now, you know, if if, if but, he is plucking them from the moment of death, mm, we may have no, a different because, story. But no, but Disney. But what we know so far, and we get into into this the next issue, is that he's extracting the DNA from their bodies, and it also explains also the. And we'll get into that. It also explain about the whole how plus, they remember and everything. But plus, consider this because a lot of you are saying, "Well, the jackal has been Riley." Okay, first of all, consider the fact. That we know for, for for sure that Ben Riley was a flawed, degenerate clone to begin with. So mm-hmm. this is probably since he's not a bag of powdered sugar, he's clearly a clone of a clone. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so if it is Ben Riley, so he's already batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's already been enough degeneration. That he, he'll say any goddamn thing he wants. I mean, Mike, you're going well. The villain's saying and it's not, and I'm like, well, dude, the villain's nuts. Oh, I know the, the I, and I'm willing to allow for that fact. That allow for this too. I'm willing to see if it's if it's just like another if it's just a, some kind of head game that the jackal is kind of pulling on these clones to try to make them more obedient to him or whatever it is. Then fine. But as it stands now, I just think that the way that they try that they're trying to portray this is to try to be like that. This is something new and different and something original. When it's not, it's basically it's the, it's literally the same old. It's literally the same thing the jackal's always done. It's just they're trying to repackage it. It's kind of like this is basically. New clone, new Coke clone saga is basically what this is. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's so far. That's, that's so term. far. It's yeah, but <laughs> wow. It's just. I mean, listen to this. Clone, 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 clone. Like, oh god, damn. <laughs> we're in the nineties again. It's like it's like we're, we're already at like like Look, this, one of the, we're already at one of the lowest points we can get for Spider fandom as far as yeah. un- unless you don't know the character and don't realize that everything they're writing you know or over the like the last year and a half has been completely so far removed from what the character should be mm-hmm. you know it, it, that's that's different but I mean if if you've been around long enough and you know like oh my god this isn't even Spider Man 
and now they're it's like oh it's like how well how can we improve this for you hey let's force this bullshit story that no one or or, or that only a handful of people liked to begin with and is and is considered one of the worst parts of spider history let's revisit that that's how <laughs> we'll heal the wound <laughs> it's crazy and we haven't heard from Ashley. What what's some of your cons? What was your grade again? You gave it pretty low, I thought. Oh, uh, see, yeah, I was just still so sour from how in the previous issue, not the previous issue, but you know, in Amazing Spider-Man number nineteen, how everything in that just rested on Peter's shoulders, and now that it's inconvenient to the plot, um, Aunt May's just getting dumped on MJ. It's like, oh no, don't worry about. I mean. Yeah. If it's your stepfather dying on his deathbed and everyone around you is more qualified and, you know, any kind of social tact would give them the authority in making any kind of decisions and having the the authority in that situation, that's all Peter. But comforting his aunt, his grieving aunt at her second husband's funeral, no, no, that's just, that's not his is place. She- Wait, is she? Did he? She ever marry Nathan, or did they just? No, no. Well, no. they were they were engaged. Okay, I didn't know if they ever. In got my history got married. as a Spider fan, but but, you, that. but well, you know, uh, Aunt May can, can change her name to Black Widow because her mates die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, but actually, here's the thing. Actually, is this actually, her supervillain origin? Actually, yeah. just brought up so that or. Ashley brought up something that made me think of another thing when she brought up the you know MJ being at the funeral and everything, which we we've talked about already. But I, I guess one of the pros is that Tony Stark wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's well, trendy. he may be dead by this point because spoilers, Civil War Two. But does anyone yeah. care about that really? No, right, dude, that, that no, is, not really. That has been the biggest bomb. Iron Man's oh, dead. Ooh, is he okay? Well, he's is, been dead before. I'll, that is I'll one of the biggest. I'll check it back in ten minutes. <laughs> that is the biggest bomb since all the ultimatum. Iron Man's dead. Hulk's dead. Who else is dead? Spider Man's been dead for years. That's Bendis. Uh, <laughs> Bendis, Bendis has been doing this. The the Civil War two thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, hopefully people are waking up to, to finally. To, <laughs> All right, let's go around the horn uh, for reviews. Oh, I didn't get our our own. Hold on a second. Let me pull. Well, I've up. got I've got, I've got oh, our. Oh. Y- Oh, you, it's a big group one yes. for that one. So, so go I, ahead. I, what, I can do that tell, one. Go ahead. Tell us what. All our right. Site. So I, I went through and I brought in uh, Sean Madrenu, uh Mark Alford, James Haynes, and Neil Bordenwriter. Uh, uh, I don't think I said that right. But Neil and, and Mark are our usual ASM reviewers. So Sean um, gave it a B plus. James gave it a uh, a C plus. Mark gave it a B plus, and uh, we'll finally wrap it up with Neil. And for some reason, I got webdings, wingdings for him. What does that mean? Board, oh, the boards. It means he's seeing characters. Texture, oh, I see wingdings. I, th- I thought you were talking about the things on uh, Submariner's ankles. No, uh, <laughs> this is so some of the coding screwed up. It looked like on his. Okay. <laughs> But, All right. Well, yeah. let's go around the horn. Uh, we've got uh, from Comic Book Roundup. We've got. By the way, I need to submit our reviews to that website so we can be in the mix. Comicosity gave it a ten out of ten. TheLostLighthouse.com nine out of nine out of ten. Eight point five out of Weird Science. Eight on graphic. 
Uh, Policy Newsarama gave it an 8, which is a B. Let's read a couple quotes from Newsarama. I'm glad to see that, that Brad has adapted to the new uh, grading schematic. He finally, he finally. I know. It took, <laughs> it, it, took, it took a couple of months of beating. Mm-hmm. It into his uh, <laughs> Brad. By the way, right Neil, Neil gave it a C. So okay, Newsarama says, "Quote: Reading this issue alongside slot spectacular, amazing two oh. adjectives. That oh. doesn't work. Uh, Spider-Man 19. Perhaps it's understandable that Cone Conspiracy might take a small step down in terms of personal investment, or perhaps it's because Slot saves his best hook until the end of this issue. Either way, this first issue reads like a textbook example of how to properly pace and establish an event comic." But it hasn't quite set up the stakes and tension for Peter Parker as a character yet to make us equal, us really quake in our boots. There isn't the odds are against us or desperation of Spider Island, <laughs> uh, ends of the Earth or Spider Verse. That I what part of Spider ma- Island was about felt like that? The <laughs> odds are against us. Well, all New York City turned into a spider. Uh, the clone conspiracy, almost by definition, is not by inertia. Seems to be a case of Dan Slott bringing back discarded toys to the toy box rather than putting his own unique spin on the series. Still, Slott backup shows that he has plenty of diabolical trips tricks up his sleeve, and it is a great, if last minute, pitch for readers to keep the series on their pull list. Uh, eight Superior Spider Talk gave it an eight. Let's look at their breakdown at the end. Uh, they said it's eight. It's a great eight. Is great. Uh, it's a promising introductory chapter to this year's big Spider-Man event. While uh, writer Dan Slott makes the book new reader accessible, while teasing interesting wrinkles to the story and rewriting history in a heartbreaking way. Meanwhile, legendary artist Jim Chung and Ron Friends elevate the art in the book to the heights worthy of a major event. Uh, let's see, the lowest grade, let me scroll down here, is a 7 by... Which is? Uh, uh, I on Comics, which is a C. No, that would be a B minor. Uh, my ass. Uh, 70% is a C. And a, we thought we had, we thought No, we you had. don't. We were so close. You, <laughs> <laughs> so, you split them up by twos, Brad. Um, I got you. A B C D E, you know, and then you go or A B C D F, and then you go twos, you know, like. Uh, quote: uh, I'm quite surprised that Marvel has chosen to revisit the world of cloning, or whatever, or whatever <laughs> an inaugural scheme that the Jackal's up to this time. Given how the Sp- Spider Clone Saga of the '90s continues to be mocked and viewed by many as a convoluted low point in the iconic hero's long history, I'll take the Clone Saga over Stark. Parker, personally. <laughs> well, also look, he has me there. Yeah. <laughs> really? You you like the Clone Saga more than we, what we're getting now, G- well, George? At, at least during the Clone Saga, he acted more in character. <laughs> I'll give you that. He, uh, the reviewer continues, I'm also a little dismayed that this wasn't just published as the latest issue of Amazing. Instead of a new first issue, this is a continuation of the story lives we've been following over the past year or so in that title. So a spinoff book seems like little more than a cash grab. That being said, I enjoyed the comic book for a number of reasons, not least of which is how important Peter Parker's status as an industrialist remains an important element in the new Jackal storyline. That's my least favorite. Okay, let's wrap it up uh, with Amazing 20. And Ashley has that one, right? All right. Listen to listen to so, the enthusiasm. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into that. 
So, Amazing Spider-Man number 20, a clone conspiracy tie-in. Mm-hmm. We got the usual crew, though. We actually have a co-writer this time. It's Dan Slott and then Christos Gage yeah. and yeah. Cam Smith and Giuseppe Camincoli as the inkers. Jason Keith is the colorist. And we have a warning on the opening page here saying that the events of the story take place after Clone Conspiracy number one. If you haven't read it, proceed at your own risk. A warning I promptly ignored because when I was in school, I was taught that 20 comes after 19, not one. (laughs) (laughs) So we open uh, just where 19 had left off, where Zach did it first and Zach did it best with Otto triumphantly returning, claiming that he has defeated death and he's back. He has cheated death itself. But if you thought it was going to go anywhere after that, um, no, this is a, almost a re, I kind of a recap issue, but not really. We get a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Parker industry after, um, uh, the living brain has been destroyed and Doc Ock has it, escaped with his artificial intelligence consciousness and the little spider thermometer that he's carrying himself in. And we get a recap of the events of Superior Spider-Man and how he came to that state to begin with, how he transferred consciousnesses with Peter and who died in his body and, you know, the whole Superior Spider-Man arc. And so, since he had finally decided, after flip-flopping so much on what he wanted to do... He goes to the cemetery where his body's buried so he can go get some um some tissue that he can try and build a new body for himself, only to find that someone has exhumed his grave and after checking all of the other graves, which the cemetery is kind of a hot spot for uh for supervillains to be buried, apparently that's a thing. But apparently a grant uh he detects that there are no corpses at all at any of the graves. Someone has been digging them up. And as we can see later, he finds out that one of the funeral homes has been selling the corpses of these supervillains. And that his corpse in particular was sold at a good price to New You. So after finding this out, he managed to slip into his own coffin where it's transported to a the uh, new used private airstrip. We have four, not one Miles Warren, but four Miles Warrens there to make one, a ah ah two ah 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 exactly <laughs> there to pick up the body. And we have a very important one panel reminding us that Wilson Fisk is involved in this. He's got someone keeping an eye on the job. And so the the coffin with Otto's corpse and it is uh, brought to Jackal. They open it up and they get to work on reanimating it. But there is a problem since in the events of the Superior Spider-Man arc, <coughs> oh, my throat's getting dry. Sorry. Um, it was Otto's body, but when he died, it um. It was Peter's consciousness, so as it's coming, as his brain is reforming, it's with Peter's memories and brain patterns and everything, so Otto and his little spider thermometer 
can't have that, and he intervenes and reveals himself, dives into the tank with his body and attaches and assimilates with his brain. Where he then begins literally fighting himself as he relives the fight between him and Peter. <coughs> this time, defeating him and having complete control over his mind again and his body. And so we find he is given back his, you know, all his tech, his suit. He strikes up a deal with Jackal to, uh, he's gonna, you know, he's given the pill, which is supposed to, uh, (coughs) to aid in halting the degeneration of the clones. And they strike up a deal to, uh, to... Perfect. Try and reverse or prevent that um, degradation. And so we're brought back to the very beginning. He also calls calls the jackal out on his BS. It's a a deterrent to keep you, you know, from keep you a part of my plan. No, it's it's a it's a flaw in your system. Come Mm -hmm. on. He calls him out on that. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. And of course, we have an ending with him claiming himself as Peter's superior. Right. So we we end where we began. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. so, so technically it this story even though it said this took place after Clone Conspiracy number 1, it actually didn't. Yeah. Because most did. of the story was a flashback. Yep. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I told go- this story so I could not tell the story. No, I told you the story. Should I get your four dollars? Yeah. <laughs> no, he told this story because he he enjoys writing auto more than he does Spider Man. Yeah. Yep, I think that's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Ashley, what's your grade on this one? C minus. Okay, uh, Zach. I'm gonna give this a B plus. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, Jr. Yeah, I gave it a C. And George D. Mike. C minus. C out of me. Ashley, let's hear your pros. Oh. If you have any. <laughs> I love the pained sigh. No doubt. She, like she, she was no. racking her brain. She's a 90 year old woman easing into a rocking oh. chair. That she knows. <laughs> oh, give me some pros. Begging for we got to say something good. Sweet embrace. You what? Begging for death to claim me with its sweet embrace. Oh, I, I thought, <laughs> that's what the that book's done. She's only in her like her, her mid twenties. <laughs> that escalated quickly and got very dark. <laughs> it did. It did. Just, Anything you liked about it was an average it's just, story. It's if just you get, a recall to the worst part of the Superior Spider-Man arc. I just it puts a bad taste in my mouth. I don't <laughs> have anything good to say about it. Uh, pros out of Zach because you liked it the best. Because I'm pretty much the only one that likes anything in, 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 anymore in this book. Um, <laughs> what does that tell you? It's because it's clone related, so you're biased. <laughs> well, putting aside my bias, because I mean, this really didn't have much to do with clones. You have I mean, to get aside from your clone, from your bias, because like, like it's like when Brad says, "But Stegron's in it," and I'm like, "Guys, I mean, it's good." Oh, <laughs> I have, I have a pro. Oh, 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 oh. let's hear it. The scene where he's in his mindscape fighting Peter, yeah. the colors are really bright. Yep. <laughs> she liked the colors. <laughs> well, there you the go. red the and blue and green and yellow are visually pleasing. 
Nice. Um, the thing about this story arc, and I've said this in the past as we've been hurtling ever so closer to this story, has been that we're finally getting some um, answers and finally getting some pro- story progression. We finally get some momentum going. And I think that's been probably the thing that I've liked the most is that we're finally getting some things wrapping up. This this dangling plot thread of Ock being out there um, just as the living brain, nothing going on. All we hear is, may I have a tasty beverage? Or may you... You know, it just it got... Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, may I have a tasty beverage? That's not in it at all, once. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, to me, was such a humiliation for Ock, and it was supposed to be. But... We're finally getting Otto Octavius as we should. I don't mind Otto knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, but there's absolutely, excuse my French, Brad, but there is no fucking reason that Norman Osborn shouldn't know at this point. Um, to me, I think Norman and Otto knowing is, is perfectly okay, um, especially now that we have Venom essentially not knowing who the hell um, <clears throat> Peter Parker is. So in that regard, making the story personal works. Getting the the spaces filled in between the panels to me works. We know now what was what, what Otto has been doing. We also get and this is something that is very important. All the machinations that Otto has made pretty much implies that all the success that that Peter has had is basically due to supervillainly between the Zodiac and now to Otto Octavius, two supervillains created Parker Industries, which means it's now a, cl- a house of cards and going to inevitably fall down. Now, will it be executed well? <laughs> we'll see. No. No. Spoilers, no. <laughs> According to past performance, the, the answer is likely no, but we are now starting to see the light at the end of this tunnel of, of this, this mostly of an abortion of an era in Parker Industries. Okay, that was the pros. Uh, <laughs> Do we have any other pros? No. Okay, cons. What didn't you like, Ashley? Um, the, the story didn't actually go anywhere. I'm not a big no. fan of, you know, flashbacks have their place, but to essentially start and end on the same panel feels like a huge waste of my time. Yep. Um, you skip this issue, unfortunately. The the jackal in this was his character was just completely inconsistent. He goes from, um, you know, of course, being very protective of his equipment and the body they spent, however, <laughs> however much money on, and then when it starts, this body starts beating itself up and violently moving around in the tank. He's like, oh, this is going to be entertaining. Let's get some popcorn. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, shouldn't you be yeah. worried, concerned? Like, have someone restrain him? No, Jackal's no. just here to... for the comments. Apparently he's one of those. Yes. <laughs> Apparently he's one of those villains who has to write down all the one-liners he thinks of. And this was just one he really wanted to use at this one given moment. So he took that opportunity and decided. It's whatever slots he's on TV the day he was writing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember when I said that um, that Peter was reacting to the plot, was very, very reactive and not driving the plot? 
Mm-hmm. It's very much this with, in terms of Jackal right now. Mm-hmm. He is not driving this plot. No. The only thing he's doing is, is, is serving the plot purpose, which is not very good for a, a, a storytelling narrative. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, I didn't just, give this an A, so... I haven't been, I've just haven't been a fan of how Slot writes Doc Ock. It's just very Saturday morning cartoon villain, very... I'm evil, ha 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 ha. Just yeah. so overly grandiose in how he talks, and it just—it was like dueling over the top villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now here's here's two bugaboos I had with this. Okay, uh, we had okay. Now for those of you who have been following, we've we've all followed Superior Spider-Man, and that there was that whole thing about um, the how Doc Ock's body was missing from Potter's Field, which was how many years ago, Zach? Three and a half years ago. That's right. And we finally find and, and we finally find out who stole the body, and it's none other than a bunch of anonymous grave robbers. Well, that or was the- certainly worth the wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're right. uh, yeah, but then the other thing is is just that. Let me see if I can try to re- you know, try to summarize the actual fight here because the convoluted nature of this. So. Dr. Octopus, he died in the original Killing Saga, but then his body was rejuvenated and by then the by the hand, and his basically a neural clone downloaded into that. Okay, so that's a copy. Master programmer. Um, okay, yeah, master programmer. He then, in, then during the Superior Spider-Man era, he basically had downloaded another copy of his mind into Peter, into Peter's brain, overwrote that... And whereas he and also had a copy of Peter's brain downloaded into his body, then later on he had a copy. He that copy would later, you know, deleted himself, but not before making another copy of himself in Spider in Spider Verse, which is where we saw the uh, the scuttling, you know, Octobot thing. Then that copy downloaded himself into the copy into a copy of his, into his own clone. Which was basically occupied by um, the psychic impression of the copy of Peter's mind, and so they, so what we have here is a copy of a copy of a copy fighting a copy of a copy inside a copy that was possibly created by a copy in a story involving a bunch of copies. Yeah, that's about pretty, that's about pretty much sums up what the whole what the whole thing is. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I think you needed to get a flow chart out. But, yeah, uh, it's, well done. It's, it's just this is probably was just so. It was to me this just shows how unnecessarily <clears throat> convoluted this was to try to bring a Doc Ock back and everything. And again, same complaint as the clone clone conspiracy number one. They're trying to make a big deal about how this is oh some new science. Well, no, it's still the Jackal doing the same cloning thing. Only this time they're embellishing of like how they how these clones remember everything up to death it's because it's some psycho psycho uh tremie where ba- psycho psychometry where basically somehow because how objects leave psychic how we leave psychic impressions on our most cherished objects and that because our bodies are our most cherished objects that's how we remember everything you know or how these clones will remember everything it's basically no different to me than the um genetic memory thing that we used to be with the clones and so it's again it's this it's is time like, bomb all over again. Something. Yeah, yeah. 
it's it's it just it's just again it's just showing that this is like you're just in other words it's slot trying to make a bigger deal out of this than it actually that than it actually is yeah, it's, yeah. but it's what it's 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 basically slot taking the clone saga and saying well what if i wrote it mm-hmm. yeah like <laughs> i said it's new clo it's new coke clone saga <laughs> i'll take this thing that no one liked and i'll make it better because i'm dan slide mm-hmm. yeah and that's what i do i mean that that's what's in his head for everything yeah. mm-hmm. JR, we haven't heard from JR in a bit. Let's let's hear JR's cons out of this one. Well, the con is when does the story actually start? That's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really. I mean, my pro basically was, well, this particular part didn't suck because, you know, like you've said, it's it's very clear that uh, Slot likes writing Dr. Octopus, and he writes him fairly well. But it's like this is another prologue to the story, and it's like, so in yep. Clone Conspiracy number two, does the story actually start? I don't know. But uh, that, that's one reason why I gave it as a C. I mean, like you said, it didn't overall suck, but it's like, now can we get to the story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can absolutely see that criticism. My, my criticism is it, it was vi- it's not the everyman story. <laughs> and, it's not an and story. Uh, no, it, it, it's I can't relate to a little spider running around digging up graves and, and swapping bodies in a in a cloning tube. I can't relate to that. I can relate trying to get to your loved one and uh, not getting there in time. I can relate to that story. I can't relate to this one. This is a backup. Uh, it explains what's been going on in the past, and it, as Ashley said, it ends where it began. And are we better for learning this? No. <laughs> you know what <laughs> this story the, remind, could be subtitled the, as? What's that? Spider-Man. Suck, uh, suck Spider-Man. Do- uh, suck at Jr. Yeah. No, no. Uh, Spider-Man. Doc Ock. For your information. Hmm. Uh, Stanley, this is uh, one of those asterisks. Or editor's notes. This is an editor note comic. This yep. is how Doc got back got back in his brain. Or and there's do, some people that body. do that well, like yeah. Roger Stern. Like I'll quote I'll quote uh, the guy that drew the backup of last issue, Roger Friend or Roger Roger Friends. Ron Friend said, and I quote, "Dan Slott, you are no Roger Stern." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, well, and, but, but th- this is a story that which could have been told in half of the page length, easy, or just a I'm bunch read. of flashbacks. I feel I'm like read. what this would have been a uh, best done as is, you know, back when we had um, this could be a backup. Mm-hmm. And then oh yeah, Peter Parker Spectacular Spider Man. It feels like one of those stories that would get relegated to the back seat of Peter Parker Spider Man, mm-hmm. and whereas actual story and momentum and plot and action would happen in Amazing the main line, mm-hmm. yep. and that was fine because then you could have. You know, kind of more fleshing out universe building, lore building, but not necessarily any stories with forward motion. You could put those, you know, in their proper area, but and not bog down the main line with material that needs to be there. I mean, the whole story is essentially just catching you up. If you can't work that kind of information into the current ongoing story, it doesn't need to be in there. Mm -hmm. Or you need to go and revise what, you know how you're writing the story. I agree. All right, let's go around. Any other comments before we move around the web? That'd be a no. All right. Uh, again, from Comic Book Roundup, uh, we've got IGN gives us a 7.9. That's a C-plus in my book. Am I correct? Okay. Yeah. Newsarama <laughs> gives us a 7. That's a C. Is that not correct? That's a seven would be a C minus. Okay. 
Uh, Superior Spider Talk gives it a 7. That's a C. Uh, mm-hmm. AIPT gives it a 6. That's a D, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's go with the lowest grade first. We'll work our way back. Uh, from adventuresinpoortaste.com. That's what that stands for. Yeah. Uh, the Good, as always, uh, Kevin McCauley's art, superb. The Good, you got to love the way Dan Slott and Christoph Skage are writing Miles Warren. The Bad, Otto Octavius feels almost like a bad parody of himself. <laughs> also Bad, the brain fight. I almost said brain fart. The brain fight <laughs> between Spider-Man and Doc Ock is even worse. Uh, that is... They didn't like that one. Newsarama gave it a 7 out of 10. Let's uh, see what their last sentence is. At the end of the day, ASM 20 might feel a little super, uh, super, super, superfluous. 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 Against the grand scheme of the clones conspiracy, it might be considered a necessary evil for completists. But there's still a little bit of evil, nevertheless. Had this backstory come alongside some forward momentum in the greater saga, this might be a bit more essential reading. But that said, even though Slot and Gage feel the need to over-explain Otto's return, they don't skimp on the characterization or motivation to make Doc's journey a compelling one. Uh, let's. You know, you know why you have to over-explain sometimes? It's when the shit that you did in the first place wasn't good enough or clear enough. True. Mm-hmm. IGN, 7.9 score. Uh, let's see. It's a wacky, borderline insane, and its roots can be traced all the way back to ASM 700. Given Slot's history with the character, one might worry that the main clone conspiracy villain, Jackal, could be overshadowed by Doc Ock. Rest assured, Jackal still gets plenty of screen time. And humorously popcorn. You can add, draws a great supervillain corpse to the long list of uh, accolades Kevin Coley deserves. Alive or dead, sometimes simultaneously, Otto shines under the artistic stellar pencil work. Uh, Let's see. Newsarama gave it 7 out of 10. At the end of the day... uh, I think I already read that one. I think I read that one. I think I read that one. Superior Spider Talk. Uh, gives it uh, seven. They say it's good. ASM twenty finally fills in all the details regarding Doc Ock's resurrection. And while there's fun to be had, the content of the issue could definitely have been succinctly told in the backup story of the Clone Conspiracy. All right, that is around the horn. Was it a good month this month for Spider issues? What do you guys think? When no. is it ever? Yeah. No. Well, yes. <laughs> but um, if you if you're a fan of clones, that's clones, not if you're, animations. If you're a clone, yeah, if you're a clone fetishist, then well, sure. Someone has wow. to be happy. Also, I forgot to mention our own our own website. I apologize to Neil and Mark. Mark gave it a B. Uh, he's, he, uh, he liked it. Uh, it, it. He says, at any rate, we have something that's either going to be brilliant or let down. The Jackal, whoever he is at the moment, uh, shows that you guys think... Uh, oh, there's a okay. Ah. All right, he's a pole dancing on the pole. Uh, let's Whoa. see. Uh, Neil gives it a C minus. At the cost of the main title falling short of even good, the Clones of Conspiracy continues to chug along with no delay. The art is subpar compared to the satellite titles. The uh, dialogue continues to make me feel absolutely uncomfortable around these characters. And Slot clearly wants to write a story about Doc Ock, but is stuck with a character he clearly wants nothing to do with. 
This does nothing to help the issue's case, with the solicits pointing to yet even more glorified exposition in the future. It's made one thing clear. The next four months, or the next few months, will be painful for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, that is three issues t- with a lot of clone talk. 